This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome foodpreneurs to the start of season two. This is episode nine of the podcast and I'm really excited to be kicking great goals for you foodpreneurs. Season one wrapped up last week and the entire season did exceptionally well with more than 1,100 downloads in just eight weeks. I was thrilled because I know how busy you are. So if my podcast is useful listening, then I'm really hitting my mission objective of helping you scale. Today, I'm taking it up a notch again by giving you key insights and behind the scenes of food and drink incubators, accelerators, and investors. You'll learn what they are, why you'd consider them for your business, and what you need to know before you get into bed with any. Not all accelerators, incubators, and investors are alike. And some are not what you think they are. For this episode, I interviewed three women who have significant first-hand experience with each, and I'll share their results so you know what it's really like behind the scenes. This episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by Foodpreneur's Formula, my business acceleration program for packaged food and drink brand owners ready to scale, and my free on-demand masterclass that gives you the framework to help you navigate your scaling journey. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed program for women, Foodpreneurs Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur Podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink business owner, tune in with me each week because I'm going to help you land more accounts, get in more consumer baskets, and help you put more money in your pocket for every product you sell. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my 30 years of experience leading sales, marketing, and finance teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your packaged food or drink business to new heights. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And from time to time, I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard to reach specialists who will help solve those pesky industry specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours. No matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and put more money in your pocket. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. By nature, food and drink entrepreneurs are passionate and their business can be complex operations. It's no secret that as many as 80% of businesses fail in their first 18 months. Plus, thousands of new food and drink businesses entering the marketplace every single month. Yep, lots of competition. So how do you avoid failure and truly scale your business? And by the way, Failure is not necessarily a bad thing. You've got to learn to embrace it. And I'm helping you do that next week in an episode dedicated to what to do when your product fails 
once has landed on the shelf. I talked to a foodpreneur who spectacularly failed twice. So my question to you now is, what do you need to do to avoid expensive mistakes and product development heartbreak? How about an external boost to land on more shelves, get your product in more consumers' hands, and help you get you more money for even greater impact? That's exactly what today's show is about. Let's start by acknowledging that external support comes in many forms and will depend on the nature and maturity of your food and drink business and your relative experience as a foodpreneur. An expert brewer developing a cold fusion may have little knowledge of the retail sales channel, for example. This is where some accelerators, incubators and investors are worthy of your consideration. First, a quick education on what the difference between the three of them is. The terms accelerator and incubator are often used interchangeably. There are, however, distinctions to be made between these two. In simplistic terms, accelerators work to accelerate business development, such as Foodpreneur's formula, while incubators aim to nurture innovative business ideas at the startup stage. Then there's investors. What are they? Investors such as venture capital funds are enterprises that invest in and accelerate top-performing food and drink brands. Many may still be at the startup stage. Are you following me? Well, here's further insight if you're not. An accelerator is to help a startup advance to the next stage of their business development. Accelerators work with entrepreneurs that already operate an established business. These businesses are still early stage ventures, aspiring to scale up, but lacking the expertise to do so. An incubator, specifically a startup incubator, is to help a foodpreneur build her business from the ground up. Incubators accept startups, or more accurately, the founders, when the venture is still in its idea stage. Incubators value those with innovative ideas who are unable to shape these concepts into operational businesses, typically resulting from an absence of resources or experience. Incubator programs offer guidance on shaping their business, forming a founder's team and gaining traction in the market. Once a startup moves beyond this initial stage, they will require an advanced level of mentorship, support and expertise to grow the venture further. An accelerator program would be more appropriate at this point. For example, in my program, Foodpreneur's Formula, we discourage applications from businesses with less than $4,000 a month revenue. The program is for the advanced foodpreneur who wants to, yes, land on more shelves, but really for those women who want to learn how to get her product into more consumers' hands and put more money in her pocket. That's my way of saying increase her margins so she has money left over to reinvest in her marketing or be able to take some time off. With my extensive industry experience, I work best with women who understand getting on the shelf is simply step one. And with true scale comes more fear a need for greater accountability, and a true desire to understand your numbers. My members do their numbers straight up, 
I give them an F&B profit and loss statement to follow so they know their expenses. And then I follow this up immediately with a margin calculator so they account for all intermediaries' margins, even before they need them. So everyone along the value chain is making money. If they're not, then they won't do business with you. Now, investors. I'm referring to firstly venture capital from the world's major packaged food companies, many of whom have created in-house venture capital funds to gain exposure to new exciting categories by making a minority investment into startup companies. And over the last two years, an increasing number of major food companies have established in-house venture capital arms to back innovative young companies with bags of potential with a view to helping them to grow. This is not altruism, of course, but such investments should, in theory, benefit both parties, enabling so-called big food to tap into evolving consumer trends and learn more about how to innovate and do business in a more agile manner. And secondly, other investors are venture firms investing in the best companies in categories they see will trend upwards such as what the plant-based, cell-based and fermentation-enabled foods, ingredients and, and technologies category look like a few years ago. They combine capital and partnerships with global corporations, thought leaders and family offices to support the world's most compelling foodpreneurs. Following is an assessment of what you can gain and what you need to give away to benefit from accelerators, incubators, and investors, and choosing what's right for you for your stage of business. But remember, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's always an exchange of so-called value, and it's your job to work out what you value and if it's an exchange you want to make. Here's what you need to know to decide if one of the three are right for your business, and if so, what do you need to do to make sure you're successful? And success looks like many things. Please keep your eyes wide open as you consider your options. I'm going to start with the most basic of upsides, introductions to other founders and possibly to investors. Cara Landau, also known as the prebiotic dietitian, a New York City-based Australian prebiotic gut health expert, dietitian, author, innovator and presenter, and founder of Uplift Foods, told me when we chatted that she met a key investor in her company, Mondelez International, when she was part of the FoodX Accelerator Program, run by the venture capital firm SOSV. Another founder I spoke to, Michelle, talked about the incredible network she had to bounce ideas off and to get pitch practice with which enabled her to build her confidence when she was part of a co-working space that was also renowned as an innovation hub. Michelle also spoke to me about the practice she got to speak. She got because she spoke to real investors. She learned how to truly validate ideas and as a result reduced the time to validate because of the exposure, exposure she got to the high caliber of individuals involved with the innovation hub. That, for me, best describes the quote from Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins' mentor. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
being with a caliber of people who are committed to supporting other foodpreneurs because they know firsthand what it's like to grow and scale a food and drink business is gold. It's irreplaceable experience to to tap to tap into means you create opportunities with less the resources you would on your own. That's why I absolutely love the group coaching experience inside Foodpreneurs Formula because my coachees learn from me and from each other. The ongoing lessons are every day and they're invaluable. The second upside is the speed in which your company accelerates when you get investment. It's kind of a no-brainer, right? But think about it for a moment. The key is the money. And the key after that is knowing what to spend the money on. All the contacts in the world without capital raising capability or access to money-making activities means nothing. Just because you've got a jam-packed little black book, believe you me, I see well-connected people all the time who have no idea how to create a business model that makes them and their stakeholders any money. This is not a matter of intellect either. It's about solving problems creatively for new or existing categories with disruptive messaging that gets noticed for all the right reasons. You know, another person I spoke to about their experience with accelerators, incubators and investors was Veronica Phil, who along with her partner, Sean, took investment early from Big Ideas Ventures, allowing their company Grounded Foods to skip the whole selling at the local farmer's market stage and it put them directly onto the international stage. So what did Cara and Veronica have to give up in exchange for investment? These are the things I want you to deeply consider before making any moves. For Cara, FoodX was granted a safe, which converted to a percentage of equity upon her company, Uplift Foods, first official equity financing round. SAFE stands for Simple Agreement for Future Equity. Effectively, that is an agreement between an investor and a company that provides rights to the investor for future equity in the company, similar to a warrant, except without determining a specific price per share at the time of the initial investment. The SAFE investor receives the future shares when a priced round of investment or liquidity event occurs. SAFEs are intended to provide a simpler mechanism for startups to seek initial funding, simpler than convertible notes. Before Big Ideas Ventures, Veronica and Sean were part of the Mars Seeds of Change Accelerator program, an equity-free program, which is rare. That gave their grounded foods company $40,000 Australian dollars grant. It was this grant that Veronica told me was what really got their business started and allowed them to leave their former jobs and restaurant to focus solely on their business. Veronica and Sean started their Big Ideas Ventures Accelerator whilst completing the Mars Seeds of Change Accelerator, and BIV invested $200,000 in pre-seed capital to grounded foods. Veronica and Sean used that money to move to the US and set up their company from scratch. The BIV program, a hybrid accelerator investment fund, gave their investment based on a safe 
note equity agreement. SAFE, the simple agreement for future equity, was the definition I described a moment ago. BIV opened up the gateway to the broader alternate protein investment community, enabling Veronica and Sean to then go on to raise 1.74 million US dollars once they'd finished the accelerator. What else do you give in exchange for acceleration and investment? Your commitment. Regardless of what type of program you apply for, you will need to give your time, dedication and diligence. For the many foodpreneurs I work with inside Foodpreneurs Formula, I see their desire for growth, but the ability to make a commitment to learning strategies to scale is often just too big an undertaking to make to themselves. And that's why I help foodpreneurs with inbuilt accountability tools and resources to keep them hitting their KPIs. Because you know what's crazy? We'll do for others what we won't do for ourselves. It's also why I give Foodpreneurs Formula members lifetime access so time is never an excuse to not get the strategy that I believe every female foodpreneur who wants to scale deserves and I want her to have. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to scale? Do you have capacity or the desire to really commit to growth? I'll put the link to the waitlist to Foodpreneurs Formula in the show notes. Margins, pitching, systems, selling more products and putting more money in your pocket accelerates when you start investing in these three things. Getting your product into more consumers' hands isn't as easy as clicking your fingers, but it is as easy as following a formula that's purpose-built for you. You can cobble together elements of these independently of one another by grabbing free stuff. But Foodpreneur's formula is carefully crafted by me, a food and drink business expert, for you. Its suite of sales, marketing and money resources all work together seamlessly so you, your advisors, partners or collaborators can focus on what really matters, your customers. With features like a margin calculator, you can turn uncertainty about your margins into assurances that you and your intermediaries will all make money from the get-go. You can even take your pitching skills next level by following my tried and tested script that will help you know what to say and coaching sessions to test your impact. Make more sales by having a food and drink scaling support crew at your fingertips with Foodpreneur's Formula. If you want to land more accounts, get your product in more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket, I'd love to coach you. Go to femalesinfood.com and get on the wait list for Foodpreneur's Formula. Our next enrolment opening is approaching really quickly. Spots are going to fill up, so put your name on the wait list at femalesinfood.com. You may think it sounds great getting on the shelf of a major grocer, but is it right for your business vision and for your products? I was speaking with James Madden, a manufacturer and distributor of value-added meat products, who you'll hear me interview next week. James and I will speak about two product failures he had once. His products had landed on the shelves of Coles, a major Australian grocery chain. 
the conclusion James has come to about the so-called failures was not that his products didn't look or taste good, but the choice of channel was wrong for those particular products. You'll hear more about the importance of channel selection in my interview with James next week. For right now, I want you to think about what retailers, if any, are really right for your brand. Do not think bigger is better because it's not always the case. The bigger you pitch, the more margin you're likely to concede. And right now, retail chains think they're in the business of scaling product businesses too. Whole Foods in the US very recently launched a local and emerging brands incubator to provide support to local suppliers. They've done so as many grocers are increasingly turning to local brands and looking to boost supplier diversity. Financial support is also on the table from Whole Foods. Participants who complete the program have the potential to receive a $25,000 US equity investment from a donor-advised fund managed by the Austin Community Foundation. Unlike the Whole Foods Incubator, the Woolworths Back Seed Lab program does not provide financial support. From my experience, a retail buyer knows shelf space. A product manufacturer knows production. It's a business mentor with commercial experience in manufacturing, sales, marketing, and money management that knows how to scale profitable packaged food and drink businesses. So what else do you need to think about with regards to channel selection? Do you have their values alignment with the accelerator or incubator? And what about the money? Money is the key. If you can't get funding, how will you be putting money into your pocket to grow your business? You think it is about getting on the shelf, but as I've said plenty of times, it is one thing getting your products on the shelf, but it's a whole new game to get them off the shelf. Getting them on the shelf is just the end of the beginning. Your job is to know how to make money, even if you're not driven by money, because you just won't grow without it. So the key, get ongoing support to put more money in your pocket and scale your food and drink business by marketing more of your products to more of the right consumers with the right brand positioning in the right channel. It's the classic four P's of marketing. Product, place, promotion, and price. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and learned something that you will implement in your food and drink business right away. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more female foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely, but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like and the more momentum builds for Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford, the easier it will be for me to help women with packaged food and drink brands have more choice on how they can invest in their business freedom to spend more time with their loved ones and joy as they help even more people on their food journey. So thank you for taking a moment to do that. 
and see you next week for another episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford. Mm-hmm.